0: What's the best way to face the issues of life? Here's Pastor Xavier Reese with a trusted source of strength. If thou faint in the day of adversity,
1: thy strength is small. Have you met Christians say, oh man, I just praise the Lord this and that, and they say, boy, I never have temptation," and they think they're strong, the first thing comes along and wipes them out? You don't know what a Christian you are until you are tested. You don't know if you're Christian until you're tested. If you endure, then you're yielding to the Holy Spirit and the strength of God. If you fail, you're trusting in your own flesh
0: and your own strength. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. There's no doubt the Bible is the best way to get to know God, but what about help with the issues that face us day to day? Today, Pastor Xavier shares practical wisdom designed to help us live our everyday lives in a way that brings honor to God. So take a moment and open up the scriptures to the book of Proverbs as we continue on in our verse-by-verse look into these practical, simple truths.
1: I think if you've been following us along, then you already have the handle on what the Proverbs are trying to teach in contrast and similitudes and comparisons. And now, by this time, you can pretty well understand the Proverbs when we read them. And from here on to the end, some of them are repeated that we've studied before Those that are more difficult, I will take time to expound, but we're going to move right on through. And um, Proverbs chapter 22 says, A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. A reputation, so important. The rich and poor meet together. The Lord is a maker of them all. In other words, the rich and the poor, they have the same source, the same creator. Though man makes a distinction, God doesn't. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. In other words, we should have wisdom to be able to see the consequences of things and not to just be simple, foolish, naive, and walk through and receive destruction. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. The humble shall be exalted. The proud shall be abased. Thorns and snares are in the way of the forward. He that doeth keep his soul shall be far from them. This is a neat one. Train up a child in the ways he shall go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I think it's important not only that you send your child to church, but I think that you should see, you should allow him to see that example at home. Training is more than just having him read or you reading to him. But training is instructing him and having him see your life also. And if a child is brought up in the environment and in the atmosphere of a godly home and is catechized, that's what the word train up means by repetition, here, here a little, there a little, line upon line, then he will abide with God. Now, I know Christians that were brought up in the Lord and they walked away from the Lord for a while but they came back but equally we cannot say that if you raise up your child in the Lord he will always come back I don't believe that that's scriptural some people walk away for good praise the Lord for those that come back but it's so much better to never walk away the rich ruleth over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender I think there's wisdom here the Bible says oh no man Nothing. Now that's another extreme that I've always heard teaching now when I was growing in the Lord. They said a Christian shouldn't have any credit. Well that's junk. Because I like to talk to that preacher that's sharing that and say do you owe any money on your house? (laughs) You shouldn't owe anybody, anything brother. I think that you should use wisdom in the balance. I don't think you should be in debt to where you can't get out. But there are times when it's necessary. But use wisdom. Don't let those charge cards bring you into bondage and control you and make sure that you live within your means I am convinced that the reason many of us as Christians do not have sufficient money is not that we don't have it it's just that we aren't good stewards of it we make a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars and we spend nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine and we never allow any area for savings for an emergency or anything else. So we're always frustrated. It always seems like we can't get ahead because we don't want to get ahead. We want to just spend it all. I think management is so important. Whether you make $800, 1000 2000 10000 you should always put something aside, every paycheck. Don't even touch it for those emergencies I think we should seek the Lord for that wisdom to be stewards of our money he that soweth iniquity shall reap vanity and the rod of his anger shall fail he that hath a bountiful eye shall be blessed for he giveth of his bread to the poor again here God will reward us cast out the scorner and contention shall go out yea strife and reproach shall cease isn't it neat when you get rid of that Person that's always backbiting and gossiping, everything else, how everything just goes back to peace and calm. You just get one person, two people like that in a church, and they'll rip it apart. And we have had to ask some people to leave sometimes because it just seems like they just, you know, they've always got a new story or something, and they just infect the body and they just bring turmoil and strife between people. He that loveth pureness of heart for the grace of his lips. The king shall be his friend. The eyes of the Lord preserve knowledge, and he overthroweth the words of the transgressor. The slothful man saith, There is a lion without. I shall be slain in the streets. This is the guy who doesn't want to go to work. I can't go out there, man. There's a lion waiting to devour me. In other words, there's always an excuse. Always an excuse. Oh, my back's acting up, my shoulder. Well, you know, i just too late. I was living, Always an excuse. The mouth of a strange woman is a deep pit. He that is abhorred of the Lord shall fall therein. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. Again, a little switch. Not a bat, not a two-by-four, not something that can hurt him. Right across the seat of the pants. He that oppresses the poor to increase his riches, and he that giveth to the rich shall surely come to want. Now beginning in verse 17, it, picks, it leaves off the single Proverbs, and it picks up groupings of Proverbs. Verse 17 to 21 is all one. He says, Bow down thy ear and hear the words of the wise, and apply thy heart unto my knowledge. So it says, Hear and apply. Isn't that what Jesus said? He that has an ear, let him hear. Happy is he not only that hears, but he that does the will of the Father. For it is a pleasant thing if thou keep them within thee, they shall withal be fit, fitted in thy lips. You keep what you hear. You're a doer. And they they will be as a piece that fits rightly in your lips. That thy trust may be in the Lord, I have made known to thee this day even to thee. Have not I written to thee excellent things and counsels and knowledge? That I might make thee know the certainty of the words of truth? That thou mightest answer the words of truth to them that send unto thee? In other words, retain what you receive, let it become truth, let it be applied, and let it be the benefit to your life. Verse 22 and 23 are together. Rob not the poor because he is poor, neither oppress the afflicted in the gate. The gate is the place of commerce, the place of business. For the Lord will plead their cause and spoil the soul of those that spoil them. Again, the cause of the poor is taken up by God. Verse 24 and 25 are one. It says, Make no friendship with an angry man and with a furious man thou shalt not go, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. Bad example. Evil communications bring bad morals. Who do you hang around with? You will become just like them sooner or later. Verse 26 and 27 are one. Be not thou one of them that strike hands, in other words, for surety or guarantee, or of them that are surety for debts. If thou hast nothing to pay, why should he take away thy bed from under thee? In other words, don't be a guarantee for anybody, lest you end up losing even the place where you sleep at night. Remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have said. Seest thou a man diligent to his business? He shall stand before the king. He shall not stand before mean men. So there is the exhortation of removing a landmark, and it's all, they used to stack them up with uh, rocks. If you go to Jerusalem, to Israel, uh, you will see it out in the country, they make all their borders with stone walls. And and that's the way the landmarks. And he says, don't go out there and move it three feet over, you know, to gain more property. Leave it there. Chapter 23, the first three verses are one. He says, When thou sittest to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before thee, and put a knife to thy throat, if thou be a man given to appetite. Be not desirous of his dainties, for they are deceitful meat. In other words, don't make a pick of yourself. When you go before someone, consider. Because if he's putting a lot of food before you, and that's your weakness, most likely he's doing it because it's deceitful meat. They say that away. way... a man's heart is his belly for women labor not to be rich cease from thine own wisdom in other words don't strive for riches don't live to be rich if god blesses you praise the lord will thou set thy eyes upon that which is not for riches certainly make themselves wings and they fly away as an eagle towards heaven five and four are together Now don't strive for them because you know what hard come easy go (laughs) that's what he's saying eat thou not the bread of him that hath an evil eye neither desire thou his dainty meats for as he thinketh in his heart so is he eat and drink saith he to thee but his heart is not with thee the morsel which thou hast eaten shall thou vomit up and lose thy sweet words in other words he's only doing this to get something from you ulterior motives verse 9 is alone it says speak not in the ears of a fool for he will despise the wisdom of thy words 10 and 11 are one he says remove not the old landmark there it is again and enter not into the fields of thy fatherless for their redeemer is mighty he shall plead their cause with thee look at how many proverbs god pleads for the poor verse 12 is one, it says, apply thy heart into instructions and thy ear to the words of knowledge. Now, verse 13 and 14 are one for parental uh, discipline. Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beat him with a rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. Do you know what the goal of physical discipline is? not to get back at your child but that you might deliver his soul from hell I think I shared it one time before I'll never forget we were in Mexico City I was about five maybe four and Raul was you know six, six or seven and uh, we went to get my dad buy some cigarettes around the corner and there was this big bully in the neighborhood and he started picking on me and Raul picked up this rock and hit him right in the eyeball and just man just opened up his face. So we jammed home and we were sitting up there, you know, and, and all of a sudden here comes his mom. We see her coming up the stairs and we're going, Oh man, you know, and she was hysterical and everything. Boy, might that be the day I tell you we never threw rocks in anybody's face ever again. You know, sometimes it's necessary that it might leave an impression in our minds of the consequence. You know, and again, I, I don't advocate child beating. Okay, But I'm saying you have to use wisdom on how to correct your child. You know the type of individual he is and, and you have to lift your heart to the Lord. He says, My son, if thy heart be wise, my heart shall rejoice even mine. Yea, my reign shall rejoice when thy lips speak right things. This keeps going all the way down. Let not thy heart envy sinners, he's speaking to his son, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all Day long, for surely there is an end, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. Hear thou, my son, and be wise, and guide thy heart in the way. Be not among winebibbers, among riotous eaters of flesh. For the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty and drowsiness, and shall clothe a man with rags. Hearken unto thy father that beget thee, and despise not thy mother. When she is old, buy the truth and sell it not, also wisdom and instruction and understanding. The father of the righteous shall greatly rejoice, and he that begetteth a wise son or child shall have joy of him. Thy father and thy mother shall be glad, and she that bare thee shall rejoice. How happy it is when a parent can see his child walk in the right way but what a shame when a parent you know little baby that they used to just cuddle in their arms and and they see him grow through the school and they have such expectations and they grow up to be perhaps a heroin addict perhaps some kind of sexual pervert some kind of individual that could care less about people that breaks the heart of parents so much and he's giving the counsel to a son here Verse 26 goes down to verse 28 it says my son give me thine heart and let thy eyes observe my ways for a whore is a deep ditch and a strange woman is a narrow pit you're in bad shape either way she also lieth in wait as for a prey and increaseth the transgressor among men Verse 29 goes down to verse 35 it says who hath woe who hath sorrow Who has contentions? Who has babbling? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? The Tasmanian devil? No. They that tarry long at the wine, they that go to seek mixed wine. Look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth its color in the cup, when it moveth itself aright. Speaking about fermentation here. At the last it biteth like a serpent, and it stingeth like an adder. Thine eyes shall behold strange women, and thine heart shall utter perverse things. Isn't it amazing what wine can do when you get intoxicated? Even the perverse things that come out of your mouth sound funny. It distorts your perception totally. Totally. Yea, thou shalt be as he that lieth down in the midst of the sea, or as he that lieth upon the top of the mast. In other words, your destruction. They have stricken me, shall thou say, and I was not sick. They have beaten me, and I felt it not. When shall I awake? I will seek it yet again. You remember getting up? I remember vividly. I mean hungover, smelly, sore, hadn't slept in two or three days. And I said, man, that was neat. I mean, we get to be such good liars, we really start believing it. It's not fun. But if we say it isn't fun, then what are our friends going to say? Who are we going to hang around with? Deception. So we go out and do it all over again. Chapter 24. Be not thou envious against evil men, neither desire to be with them, for their heart studieth destruction, and their lips talk of mischief. Bad examples, get away. Bad company corrupts good morals. Through wisdom is a house built, and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled, and with all precious and pleasant riches. I like that. Wisdom understanding, knowledge. Three words that continually come up in the Proverbs. A wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. For by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, and in multitude of counselors there is safety. Sometimes I need to speak to somebody. I need advice. I, I, I can't figure things out. So, so I seek that knowledge. Wisdom is too high for a fool. He opened not his mouth. In the gate. In other words, he, he's afraid to be found out. Verse eight and nine are together. He that devises to do evil shall be called a mischievous person. The thoughts of foolishness is sin, and the scorner is an abomination to men. Verse ten is alone, if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Have you met Christians say, Oh man, I just praise the Lord, isn't that? And they say, Boy, I never have temptations. And they think they're strong, the first thing comes along and wipes them out. You don't know what Christian you are until you are tested. You don't know if you're a Christian until you're tested. If you endure, then you're yielding to the Holy Spirit and the strength of God. If you fail, you're trusting in your own flesh and your own strength. Verse 11 goes down to verse 12. He says, If thou forbearest to deliver them that are drawn into death and those that are ready to be slain, if thou sayest, Behold, we knew it not, doeth not he that pondereth the heart, consider it, and he that keepeth thy soul, doth not he know it, and shall not the render to every man according to his works. In other words, you can't just play dumb. you got to be responsible. My son, eat thou honey, because it is good, and thy honeycomb, which is sweet to the taste. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul, when thou hast founded. it. Then there shall be a reward, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. So he makes a comparison there. Lay not weight of wicked men against the dwelling of the righteous. Spoil not his resting place. For a just man falleth seven times and rises up again, but the wicked shall fall in mischief. You see, the godly, the person is truly born again, even though he fall, he always rises because he depends on the Lord. And the Lord presents him fallless and without blame. Verse 17 and 18 are together, Rejoice not when thy enemy falleth, and let not thy heart be glad when he stumbleth, lest the Lord see it, and it despiseth him, and he turneth away his wrath from him. (laughs) In other words, if you rejoice when God is really dealing with somebody, he says God will pull back from that because he doesn't like you rejoicing about it. He says better if you just go on your way and let God do his business. Verse 19 and 20 says, fret not thyself because of evil men, neither be thou envious at the wicked, for there shall be no reward to the evil man, the candle of the wicked shall be put out. My son, fear thou the Lord and the King, and meddle not with them that are given to change, for their calamity shall rise suddenly, and who knoweth the ruin of them both? 23 to 25 it says these things also belong to the wise it is not good to have respect of persons in judgment he that saith unto the wicked thou art righteous him shall the people curse nations shall abhor him but to them that rebuke him shall be a delight and a good blessing shall come upon them that's what we have today in our day we have people saying that good is evil and evil is good, and, we're, and they're saying, all oh, wicked men are good men. I mean, we're confused. But the Bible says right here, if you open up your mouth and you tell the truth, God will look after you. Verse 26 and 27, it says there, Every man shall kiss his lips that giveth the right way. Prepare thy work without and make it fit for thy... Self in the field and afterwards build thy house in other words priority make sure you work first and get some money before you start building a house verse 28 and 29 are together be not a witness against thy neighbor without cause and deceive not with thy lips say not I will do so to him as he hath done to me I will render to the man according to his works verse 30 I went by the field of the slothful, and by the vineyard of a man void of understanding, and lo, it was all grown over with thorns, and nettles had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it, and received instruction. What was the instruction? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So, shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy one as an armed man. In other words, the slothful again tends to poverty.
0: Pastor Xavier Rees, with today's ever-timely Simple Truths from the Book of Proverbs. And this message, another from his verse-by-verse series of the Book of Proverbs, is simply titled Proverbs chapters 19 through 24 and is available on CD for only $4, a CD that will also include everything Pastor Xavier shared with us the last time we were together as well. So once again, the title to ask for is Proverbs, chapters 19 through 24, or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And then join us for more Simple Truths next time with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com